Welcome to the 45th annual Oak Bible Reading Chapel service. How many of you have been to one of these before? They happen every year. Good, some of you have. Some of you haven't. You're in for a treat. The songwriter said, We have gathered in the presence of the Lord, where we know that we will never be the same. There's an awesome, gentle stirring of his spirit as we magnify and praise his holy name. This is God's appointed hour, when his resurrection power and his grace to one and all will be outpoured. We have gathered in the presence, the mighty living presence of the Lord. And we're drawn into his presence tonight by the reading of his word. That's what this chapel is about. And I know that this chapel is an annual event. And I know that it's a tradition at Nazarene Bible College. It's been around for 45 years. You can see that on your program. Uh, but the most important thing that can happen in this evening service for all of us is to have an encounter with the Word of God. We are a Bible college. The Holy Scripture is central to all that we do and all that we are. This book of books discloses the mind of God, reveals the condition of mankind, and points out the way of salvation. Its doctrines are holy. Its precepts are binding. Its histories are true. And its judgments unchangeable. It contains light to direct us, food to sustain us, comfort to cheer us. It's the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's charter. Christ, the word made flesh, is its grand subject. Our good is its design and the glory of God is its end. This book should fill our memories, rule our hearts, and guide our feet. And our prayer for this chapel service is that the reading and the hearing of the word will minister to everyone present in some way. So open your hearts to that. Let me give you a quick word of instruction, especially for those of you who have not been in a service like this before. The readings on the program, as you can see, are from a variety of translations. And some are abridgments. Some are arrangements of scripture, and so it would be difficult for you to follow along in the Bible that you brought with you. So my advice is just close your Bible and listen. Just let the word minister to you that way. And because of the nature of this service, it's not appropriate for us to applaud between the readings, so if you'll please wait on that, uh, I'll give you an opportunity to express your appreciation a little bit later on in the service. Would you join me for a moment of prayer before we begin? Thank you, Lord, for your inspired word, for wonderful words of life given to us that we might know you better and serve you more faithfully. Honor the preparation that has been invested in this program, that your word may be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. May the power of the spoken word flow through the lips of every reader in this chapel hour so that we will have the unmistakable knowledge 
that we have been in the presence of God. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Please join with us in singing at the appropriate times. You'll see that on the screen. I'm going to be reading John 15, 1 through 17. The setting of this passage is the, the, the setting of the Last Supper. Judas Iscariot just left to betray Jesus, and Jesus is now sitting down to teach his disciples. I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so they can bear even more fruit. You are already clean because of the words I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can, the, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branch. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you remain in me, you will be, you are like a branch, or sorry, you do not remain in me. You are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you remain in, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father loves me, I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remained in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. 
My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friend. You are my friend. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants, because servants do not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends. For everything that I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you to bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. Paul, being aware of the tension between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians, warned against pride, and he taught about the body of Christ and how to love each other. When we live lives transformed by God's love, we are given the power to love each other without pride, but rather with sincerity. I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many have one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, 
patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who curse you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We read from Galatians 5. Paul's call for freedom was the essence of his message to the Galatians. His emphasis were on freedom from his emphasis were on freedom from the law's curse and freedom for all to be a part of God's family. Ironically for him, freedom involved slavery to God and his will, not doing whatever he wanted. Such freedom begins in a relationship with God through Christ and in the Spirit, not in the lack of accountability for our lives. Stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again by the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who, who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ. You who, have, you who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens a whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind. But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, 
Why do I suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would cut themselves off. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the, the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that, so that, you, not do, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Paul is writing the Corinthians, answering questions they had asked. One of, the, one of the topics the Corinthians could not agree on was the resurrection of Christ. Some of them were convinced that it was not possible. So the Corinthians asked Paul to clarify what the resurrection is and what it means. This is his response. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. If Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead 
are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. And those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. And what do you mean by being baptized on the behalf of the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why are people baptizing on their behalf? Why are we in danger every hour? I protest, brothers, by my pride in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die every day. What do I gain if, humanly speaking, I fought with beasts at Ephesus? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by man came death, by man has also come the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of, a, of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and ever-present. God loves us, and God's greatest gift is to allow us to know Him. This is my prayer. O oh Lord, you have searched me, and you have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. I cannot attain to it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest parts of the sea, 
even there your hand will lead me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will be night, even darkness is not dark to you, and the night is as bright as day. Darkness and light are all alike to you. You formed me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your thoughts towards me, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden for you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I could count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any hurtful way in me, and lead me in the everlasting way. In this chapter, Isaiah continues to speak of the Messiah, Jesus, who would be the sufferer for the sins of all people. Such a prophecy is astounding. Who would believe that God would choose to save the world through a humble, suffering servant rather than a glorious king. Hear the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace 
puts upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. And he said, Reproach hath broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. I looked for some to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Jesus made himself of no reputation, and he looked upon him the form of a servant. And we was made in the, and he was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand in that latter day upon the earth. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. I heard a great voice of much people in heaven 
saying, Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. I heard, as it were, the voices of a great multitude and the voices of many waters and the voices of many of mighty thundering saying, The Lord God omnipotent reigneth. You want to say it too. Say, Alleluia. Say it again. Alleluia. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Well, I think we've, I think we've been to chapel. Yeah. And uh, certainly we've been taught, haven't we, by the word. And we've had an opportunity to celebrate as well. What an incredible variety there is in the word of God. Um. And, and I was listening to that as, as I listened to the readings tonight, the, uh, all the way from an intimate prayer, which we can participate in, to the teaching, to persuasion. Uh, it's just been a nice variety. And to end, of course, with uh, taking the suffering servant to triumph in heaven. So, and we will be with him someday. Praise God. It's my joy to present at this time a beautiful certificate to each of the readers and uh, I would like to invite them to come forward and stand on the platform here to receive this recognition if you would please stand behind me here and uh, while they're coming I'll just show you what the certificate looks like it's a it says certificate of recognition this certificate is hereby awarded to and the person's name in recognition of achievement in public reading of scripture and participation in the Oak Bible Reading Award program on the 22nd day of January 2014 at Nazarene Bible College, Colorado Springs. And I got to sign it. <laughs> That's the exciting part. And uh, it has a beautiful seal of the college on it. So as I hand these to them, perhaps you would like to express your appreciation to them by applauding? Yeah. I've asked our academic dean, Dr. Alan Like, if he would come and uh, play the, pray the closing prayer and benediction. Stand with me as we pray. Father God, you decided to speak and call creation into being. You decided to speak and make us your children. You decided to speak through your son, Jesus, the living word, and you continue to speak through the scriptures, your written word. We are indebted and grateful and thankful and changed and hopeful and challenged by all that you've said to us 
in your creation, through your Son, and through this written word. We give you praise. And now we ask that you would help us by your Spirit and through your word to embody all that you've said and done. May we be your word to a world that needs to know you. We thank you for that possibility, and we pray now go with us as we serve and live for you. In the name of the one who set the pace and is seated now at the right hand of the throne of God. Worthy is the Lamb. Amen? Amen. Amen. Go in his peace.